This is Juffles, and you're listening to the Fortune Tellers Wrestling Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Fortune Tellers Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number five. And uh, this episode is Royal Rumble 2003. Um, thank you for joining us once again. My name is Juffles, and once again, we have here Teets. What's up? So, uh, I got a lot to say about this show. I actually really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, it was one of the better shows that we've reviewed so far. I, I will go on a limb and say it's probably the best one we've done. It think was, so? Yeah. I think, you know, if I had to rate it, I've, obviously I'm biased at Judgment Day 05, but I would say it's probably, for me, uh, it's, it's Royal Rumble 03 at the top, uh, Judgment Day 05, uh, then it is uh, SummerSlam 08, then uh, Fall Brawl, and then no, I'm sorry, then Wrestlepalooza, then Fall Brawl. Yeah, has it? So this is episode five, and we've done. That doesn't seem like it adds up to me. Seems like we've done because the last one we did was four point five because of the yeah um, the chill stash chill episode. But aren't we? We did more than four shows. So did we get mean? the? Well, didn't we do? We did uh, SummerSlam 08, then Judgment Day, which is two, uh, two, then Fall Brawl, and then ECW. And, yeah, and, then, and then WrestlePalooza was the last one. Then we were supposed to do Armageddon, hmm, and we didn't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. I must have just so this is, mixed up. Yeah, this is episode five. Um, all See, right, man, so. this is the problem with us uh, putting <laughs> off the show. <laughs> yeah, true. Eh, it's okay. It's okay, but hey, we did this one on time. We did. Yeah. You know, I'm proud true. of us. Yeah, it's, um, we're trending in the right direction, bro. Exactly. <laughs> or should we say we were trending in the right direction? Uh, well, you know what? That's a good way to... Um, <laughs> it's a good way to... Uh, uh, so you're saying I, you want me to do solo reviews again? Oh. I thought you were going to say that's a good way to dox me, and I'm like, uh... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we've said each other's names before anyway, yeah. so... Yeah, we have, yeah. So, all right. Um, now, uh, I'm going to go over the basics on this show. Um, so, first off, we have uh, that this is uh, air. This uh, aired on January nineteenth, two thousand and three. Um, also, uh, this was in Boston, Massachusetts, at the Fleet Center. Did you remember uh, when TD used to be Fleet? Mm, no, I I didn't. I don't, T, yeah, I remember. I remember there being because uh, in my area there was TD Banks because in the it's in the American Northeast, um, and uh, we had a Fleet Bank right around the corner, which turned into a TD. So mm-hmm. Fleet Fleet. So it's, you know how it's a TD Garden now. I did not know that. Is that yeah like in Boston? Famous? Yeah, in Boston, it's a TD TD Bank. So. Um, also, this show uh, had an attendance of 15,338 people, um, and it was sponsored by PlayStation 2. Dude, when I heard that noise, the like on yeah. the PS2 noise, I was like, man, that, that really hits close to home. <laughs> Bring you back. Yeah. Uh, did all you, right, so the, did you, the poster... Um, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was, gonna, I was just going to ask, did you recognize, because they never said who it was, but did you recognize who, who what the theme song was? Uh, no, actually, I didn't. Was did it, it, did uh, it? Was it? Uh, did it sound familiar to you at least? 
Um, it did a little bit. Um, was it uh, Diary of Jane by uh, Three Age Grace? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that one. is an inside. That is an inside joke. So please don't spam me with. That's not Three Days Grace. You know, <laughs> I know, I know, I don't now. Yeah, just not Three Days Grace. <laughs> but who was it? I. It was Trust Company. Trust. Do you company? remember? I don't think their I've, big right? their big song was Downfall. You know, hmm. it was it was like uh, I can't remember. I'm not gonna sing, but I, yeah. I just the dude's <laughs> the dude's voice sounds pretty uh, recognizable Unique. because that yeah. was their only hit, except for this song. I guess I guess it was good enough to gotcha. make this. So yeah, well, I mean, you know, I I still don't recognize it, but mm-hmm. I think I think you've probably it. heard Downfall at least. This wasn't Downfall, but mm. this was recognizable. Yeah, but anyways, the poster. Mm. The poster was uh, Triple H uh, muscling out uh, inside of a ring. It was pretty basic. Mm. Um, pretty basic poster. Um, you know, sometimes they have cool ones like the Royal Rumble one with Santino and the crystal ball. You know, that hits close to home because he's a fortune teller. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, uh, there, there's an intro with Jim Ross narrating that the Rumble is 15 superstars from SmackDown and 15 superstars from Raw. Um, and then the superstars that they're actually referencing uh, reiterate how the, the importance of the Royal Rumble. I also wrote here, the Royal, this Royal Rumble seems like it's packed with stars, but that could also just be, you know, they were hyping up the right people, you know, because yeah. later on in the Rumble, I'm like, okay, there's a couple of people in here. That's like, I don't know why they're here, you know? Um, one in particular, actually two in particular, we will get to, um, so, uh, any general statements before we get into match, match number one? Um, not really. Just obviously, we we're doing this show. We where you delayed the Armageddon two thousand review because it's Royal Rumble season. It's this Sunday. Um, well, yes, this Sunday as of you know the recording. Um, yes. So, uh, that's and- the reason we did it, and we thought it'd be fun. You know, maybe do a maybe do a fun little rumble review, and yeah. then we'll, and then and then uh, give our predictions on this upcoming rumble this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that at the very end. Yeah, uh, we'll give a prediction for uh, who's going to win the men and women's rumble. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, let's get into match number one uh, now. Unfortunately, because I don't have any context in terms of like I didn't watch the SmackDowns and Raws before this. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, but, um, match number one was a qualifying match for the Royal Rumble. Um, and it was big show with Paul Heyman versus Brock Lesnar. The winner gets a spot in the Royal Rumble. Um, Lesnar's super over. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, he is like, people are marking out for him, which I mean, I guess it was big show and Heyman's job to get Lesnar over. Right. So, you know, they did a pretty good job with that. Um, I, I thought it was surprising that they started the show with Big Show's theme rather than Lesnar's. You know, think so. I guess maybe at this maybe at this point people know Big Show more. You know, so you know, because obviously Lesnar's theme hits now and everybody goes, "Oh shit!" You know, yeah, in more ways than one. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, but like I, I don't know. Just I was surprised that Big Show came out first, but I, I understand. Um, you know. Well, but uh, you know what that means. Let, the person who comes out first is what is the loser. Uh, it does happen more, more more so than not. The the bigger kiss of death is when uh, someone comes out and cuts a promo before the match. Yeah, the bigger kiss of death <laughs> is the champions coming out first. 
Uh, although, although that actually although, is not the case in this show. Yeah, later in the show, because yeah. it does not that does not uh, happen. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, Big Show's pants look super comfy. Yeah, they look like I could just lounge around in that shit. Um, <laughs> Je- they're huge. Big Show was a different breed. <laughs> um, they're huge. Let's go, Lesnar! Chance, um, Lesnar comes out on fire with some explosive offense. He's hitting suplexes. I said, Lesnar hitting suplexes. I'm shocked. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously that, uh, he, he was looking really good. Big shows, no small man, obviously. Um, so he's dominating, um, show then throws Lesnar onto the apron and out. That looked pretty painful. Hardest part of the ring. Uh, Exactly. Uh, Big Show at that point turns the tide and starts dominating Lesnar. Um, uh, Heyman then interferes and grabs Lesnar's leg. Where's the disqualification? <laughs> uh, he wanted to be, uh, I guess the I ref guess wanted they were... to be lenient, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I understand wanting to let him wrestle, but toss Heyman. Like, right. at that point, you toss Heyman, right. you know? That was because it was right in front. It's not like he did it like while he did an Irish whip or something like that. He legit just grabbed Lesnar's legs. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty poor refereeing on these shows we're reviewing. You know? Yeah, right. It's almost as if the referees are plot devices. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, if this were real life, the referees would probably get fired. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not true. It's shitty refereeing in all leagues in sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Then. Um. I put suplex city bitch question mark. <laughs> um, Big show then goes for a choke slam and Lesnar reverses. Uh, Lesnar then throws Heyman into the ring and the crowd was super excited for that. They wanted to see him kick Heyman's ass. Um, Lesnar uh, goes for the F five, but then show hits the choke slam and Lesnar kicks out at two. Uh, show then goes for a second choke slam. Lesnar then reverses that hits an F five wins one, two, three, Brock Lesnar's going into the Royal Rumble. Yeah, pretty pretty short match. Um, it was a short match, but uh, I think a couple a couple things working in their favor. Number one is Show versus Lesnar. Lesnar's really green at this point. Well, um, I don't know about that. He was already WWE champion by this point, at least once. Yeah, but you know, it's it's also a Big Show, so you're not going to get a huge athletic match out of him uh, against Big Show. I think, and also you kind of wanted to keep Lesnar a little bit more fresh. Um, because he was going to be in the rumble later. So I, I have no problem with them having a short match here. Um, you know, he gets Lesnar gets his revenge on Heyman, you know, his one up and then he gets, you know, to move into the Royal rumble. Hmm. Um, anything else about this match before we move up? Um, no, just, uh, just, uh, Lesnar is a freak still to this day. <laughs> Lol. Lesnar wins. Yeah. Um, but no, actually, you know what? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it was good for what it was. Right. You know? Pretty, pretty simple, you know? simple match. Nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, just a little bit uh, in the vein of uh, you know Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell you a spoiler for later in the show. One of the matches on this show is my favorite match we've reviewed. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. You probably guess which one it is, but we'll we'll let you we'll let the audience kind of kind of think on it. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. Um all right. So, um 
let's uh, move on. Um, there's an interview with Chris Jericho backstage. Uh, he actually got to decide his Rumble entrance number, and he picked number two, um, which is actually pretty shocking. You know what? Especially because Jericho's a heel. You know what I've always thought. Uh, I've always thought that like people always make make out number one being the toughest spot, but number one is literally the same as number two. Exactly. Uh, nobody yeah. ever points that out. Like he won it from number one. How's come you never hear it from the guy who won it from number two? I think wasn't there only one person who's won it from two? I think someone's won it from. It was McMahon. Vince McMahon won it from number two. Really? I he's believe it was one? Vince McMahon. I'm gonna look it up. I think he's the only one who's won from number two. Let's look it up. Um, but all right, I'll continue to move on then. Um, I love Chris Jericho's "Don't Be an Ass Ass Clown" T-shirt. <laughs> I want that. Can I find that yeah. somewhere? Like. Do you remember? Do you remember uh, the ass cream uh, bit that he did with Christian? Was that Christian or was that um was, was that Bubba Ray? It, well, it was all of them. It was the Dudleys and Christian. Uh, okay. Uh, Christian. Okay. Oh, by the way, I just looked up. Uh, Ray Mysterio won it from number two. Oh, he did. Right. Okay. I forgot about that. That was a yeah. All right. Uh, I put uh, Jericho picked entrant number two specifically because he wants to fight HBK. Um, HBK is the number one slot. Um, and after that interview, we go to a tag team championship match. This is your favorite match that we've reviewed because it has Lance Storm in it. <laughs> you are incorrect, sir. <laughs> um, all right. So this is uh, the Dudley Boys versus Lance Storm, William Regal, who are the Raw Tag, well, the World Tag Team Champions, basically the Raw Tag Team Champions. Right. Um, uh, the story about this is that uh, Lance Storm and William Regal have been winning matches using brass knuckles. Um, so the referee, as they're coming down to the ring carrying their Canadian and UK flags, uh, the rec- referee checks them for brass knuckles. Uh, I also put Bubba Ray looks weird in shorts. Did you notice? Like he doesn't look. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did you notice uh, the dude in the front row who was like dressed up in? Dudley boy like garb. I think I saw him, but he, nothing like stood out to me. Did he, was he doing something? No, nah, he was just sitting in the front row. He kind of looked like Walter White. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like Walter White went bald <laughs> and breaking bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wrote here: Devon's pants are fucking ugly. Um, his he had these like go- like dark green, but like highlighter yellow mm-hmm. camo pants. And they were disgusting. Um, uh, they start off the match. Bubba puts an interesting submission on the, uh, I think it was Storm. Bubba puts it like, it's like, it looked like it was supposed to be like a sharpshooter, but like the, the two leg, like he didn't cross the legs. Yeah, it was, it was, it was odd looking. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, Regal and Storm end up isolating Devon for a while. Um, to be fair, I did zone out a little bit during this match. Um, you want to go over a few things? I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be here. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and refill my water. But if you want to go over a few things about this match, um, I, I'm in the middle of it, uh, or near the end, I guess. Uh, uh, what's his face? Chief Morley came out, Val Venus, and I forgot about that. I guess he was like one of Bischoff's lackeys on Raw, and um. He honestly, I don't know. He looked weird without a towel around his waist and long hair and everything. Um, I guess 
I don't know. I I don't remember what led up to this match and everything, like on Raw. Uh, so I don't know why he came out to try to have a distraction to try to distract the Dudley Boys. But um, it cuts back to the ring, and the referee's distracted. And William Regal, you all right there, man? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. My my uh, my mic was getting unplugged. I apologize. All right. Um, it cuts back to Regal, and he has brass knucks in his uh, in, on his uh, hand. Anyways, I don't know where he got them. We still don't know. They never really showed how they got them, but um, but he just kind of walked into a 3D from Devon and Bubba Dudley. Uh, he literally just walked into it for some reason, and then Devon picked up the brass yeah. knucks and punched Lance Storm uh, with the ref's back turn, and then he pinned him, and then. They won the tag titles. The uh, the Dudley Boys won the tag titles. Yep, the Dudley Boys win the tag titles with help from Brass Knuckles. Yeah, um, but yeah, like you said. I mean, but that's okay because it was you know it was tur- turning one over on the heels, right. you know, because the heels, the that's exactly what the heels were trying to do. Right. You know? So, like you said, I'm a, not really like anything special. Like, it was kind of just there, in my opinion. You know. Yeah. But it was it wasn't like really long. It was kind of it was like eight minutes or whatever. It was seven minutes. Yeah. So. All right. Um, okay. Awesome. And and what? Yeah. It was it was a it was a nice match. You know, get the get the crowd happy. You know, to have uh you know the uh the d- the d- the dudleys mm-hmm. the dudleys winning the title again. Um, after that, we get an ad for live shows. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, they didn't even take a. I mean, it was pretty neat, but it was weird um, to me. And then, oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Did you see the at the promo after that? The um, the Nathan Jones thing. The Nathan Jones promo. Yeah. Honestly, I like I I was watching during this time, but I like like wasn't watching every week, and I was young, and I didn't really know any much. But if if they had run those promos. For Nathan Jones now that they ran back then, I'd be totally sold on him. I would. But even though Nathan Jones was terrible. Yeah. I don't remember you know, Nathan. Like Jones. I would have been sold a I would be well, yeah. Well, remember he was so bad they took him out of the WrestleMania match he was supposed to tag with the Undertaker. Oh yeah. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, he was it was supposed to be him and Undertaker versus A Train and Big Show, but then Nathan Jones was just so dangerous and he wasn't ready that they took him out of the tag match and just had him do a run in. I mean, there's playing a bad. Well, I don't know. I don't want to get into a rant about certain someone on the current <laughs> roster who's dangerous and not ready. <laughs> no, I, got <laughs> I think, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so then, what did you? This uh, was the favorite. This, this was your favorite match we've we've ever uh, reviewed. Shut up! No, I'm just kidding. Uh, this was not my favorite match. In fact, this is this is up there for one of my least. Um, just because, like, it's so weird. Well, let's talk about it. You know, let's, like, let's get into it. Uh, let's let's talk about it. Um, good mythical morning, everybody. Um, no, um, so. This is uh, Dawn Marie versus Tori Wilson. Yes. Uh, so the storyline is that Dawn Marie is uh, in love with Al Wilson, Tori Wilson's father. Um, now, I don't remember much of this storyline. 
But I have a question for you because I don't know if you, how much you know about this storyline. Um, was there a re- like was Dawn Marie actually like being manipulative, or was she actually like in love with Al Wilson? Um, well, just because I feel like it's implied that she was being manipulative, manipulative, but nothing in the promo package got that across for me. Yeah, the promo package just felt to me like she actually was like into him um but it was just weird because she was tor like he was tory's dad you know yeah but that's why like at on the surface both of them seem like they're not heel you know but then they portray dawn as the heel you know yeah it was Um, i i don't know what i i don't know because like you said they didn't really show how she was being manipulative, just kind of like dating this old fart, you know, maybe, maybe he's rich and she wants his money, but they didn't say that. It just kind of, yeah. Like, like they didn't imply that Al Wilson was rich or that she was a gold digger. She was just doing it to mess with Tori, you know, like they didn't, they didn't confirm that, you know? And I feel like, I feel like if they would have like, cause I don't know. I, I don't think I would have felt as weird if we knew what Don Marie's motivations were, you know? Maybe she just because, really liked them. Well, that's what I was saying. But then, like, you know, the entire match, they're talking because, all right, let's just let's just get into Let's just get into it. Um, Don Marie comes out. Uh, oh, actually, let me actually go over the entire story because I never finished that. So the storyline is that Don Marie was married, married Tori Wilson's dad, Al Wilson. Um, on their honeymoon, uh, Dawn Marie is looking for a little action from Al, and he's face down dead in the bed. Uh, he had a heart attack because I guess it was too hot, um, or it was implied. Um, and so the storyline is that Tori Wilson's father is dead. And now her and Don Marie are feuding because of yeah, that. She he died on their honeymoon. Like she was ready to fuck him and he was like face down on the bed and dead. Yeah. So with that being said, uh there was the, the wake or the funeral or whatever. And uh like obviously we could tell that Don Marie is healed because she's freaking out that Tori Wilson's taking too much time grieving over mm-hmm. him or whatever. I don't know. Like that, that was something that I saw in the package. <clears throat> and uh, so that brings us to this match here at the Royal Rumble. Uh, Dawn Marie comes out with a black veil over her face. I wrote, is she a black veil, Brian? <laughs> can, I, can I just mention uh, <laughs> Tony Chimmel announced this match as a stepmother versus stepdaughter match. It's like, I didn't know yeah. that that was a stipulation. Like it didn't change any rules, you know? No, it didn't. And then, and I wrote, uh, I actually wrote here, I said, stepmom versus stepdaughter. Is this on the head? You Um, know what? I mean, (laughs) get those vibes, you know? In fact, they were were in the story, like, like having a lesbian moment, weren't they? Like, like in a ho- like before. Listen, if there's one thing we know that uh, Vince McMahon likes. Well, in the story, like before Don Marie married Al Wilson, they like, we're doing stuff together, like Tori and Tori oh, and Doc. Yeah. 
I can't remember exactly uh, what. But... So, so then that might be Dawn's motivation, uh, maybe, then, right? Maybe, maybe Tori. I think we're just thinking, thinking way too, I think too much. That we've we've we've, uh, we've been reviewing this story longer than the other stuff combined, but that's because it's I know, and that's kind of sad. Yeah. Right. All right. So. Um, I right here, uh, Dawn Marie tries to pin Tori with her vagina. Did you see that one? That one was weird. Um, Dawn Marie, oh my god, Taz says, Dawn Marie on her back, not the first time that's ever happened. You wouldn't know about that. And I'm like, and I'm like, wait a minute, like, like, you know, as of right now, like that, like this, this woman is still grieving over her dead (laughs) husband, who... Yeah, like, and he's talking about her. Oh fighting, yeah, when it gets to the you know. when it gets to the end of the match, Michael Cole says a line, but I'll wait for that. Oh, I think I actually have it written yeah. down too. Hold on. Uh, oh wait. Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, I'll let you say it. But uh, Tori then hits a random neck bre- neck breaker. And yeah, wins. the match was nothing. Like Don Marie was basically kicking Tori's ass the whole match. Uh, but like. Tori lost. Tori just wins. hit a neckbreaker, a swinging neckbreaker, and won. Um, and um, and then I said, "This doesn't feel like the end of the feud." Yeah, obviously because Don Marie says this isn't the yeah. end. <laughs> um, but Michael Cole, when Tori is leaving the ring, was like, well, "She won the match, but it doesn't bring back her father." And Taz was like, "Well, at least she won." I'm like, "Jesus, Cole! Like, why do you guys say that?" Doesn't bring yeah. back her father. That's kind of a dickish thing well, to say, then, don't you think? And and that implies that Don Marie like intentionally killed Al Wilson. Yeah, maybe she put too much Viagra Which, I mean, in his uh, like drink or something. Yeah, right. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, see, maybe there's different layers of the storyline that we're uncovering here. Uh, Eighteen yeah, years I'll, later. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm gonna watch SmackDown from that time period, and I'll get back with you. All right. Yeah. You know what? I I want uh, the report uh, every time. Every uh, time we do uh, a show. Mind. It's too much work. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and okay, so then after this match, we have a backstage segment um, with Stephanie McMahon. Uh, she's walking, and she runs into who else but Eric Bischoff. Um, and she said she just wants to say goodbye because uh, her father, Vince McMahon, is looking to oh, fire wow. him or gave him thirty gave him thirty days uh, and looking to fire him. Did you, did you see and then, who, she, who Eric was talking to, though? Oh no, I didn't actually. I was I wasn't paying attention. Eric, on that Eric was talking to uh, Randy Orton as a very a very young Randy Orton before he was like oh. known at all with hair, and it was it was just mm. interesting to me. Was it was it was it the uh, like the the shaggy yeah, hair? Kind of, yeah, yeah, like hair on his forehead and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Bischoff then says uh, he's got an atomic bombshell to drop. Which was he? Did he say he was going to drop that today, tonight, or he said he was going to drop it on? Well, Stephanie said she was going to drop her bombshell on SmackDown. SmackDown. But I don't remember. I don't remember him saying anything in the rest of the pay per view. Because I thought he was going to come out and do something, you know, right? Like he didn't. Um, no, no, no. I think he. I think that was implied that he was just going to do it on Raw or something. Because they were having a rivalry, right? Do it on Raw. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, he was. Yeah, it was the whole, you know, who was going to be the better bet general manager? Because that was right after they like really leaned into the brand yeah. split. Uh, uh, but th- yeah, I just think it's kind of funny 
that they they were like both like oh we we have a bomb I have a bombshell I have a bombshell I I actually wanted to know what that was I I didn't take the time to look it up but um it's actually probably something that would be hmm. interesting to look up well I I just looked um, it up actually the big reveal oh, yeah, was, was Bischoff it? bringing Steve Austin back to Raw just as Hulk Hogan returned to SmackDown oh How about that? okay so that must have been. This is 2003, so that must have been around the time that Hulk Hogan was fucking around with Mr. America. Yeah. Um, how about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, also, um, uh, there was a promo for Sean you know, O'Hare. You remember O'Shawn O'Hare, man? God rest his soul. Dude, yeah, dude that gimmick had so oh. much potential i feel like it would uh, totally was, was like Sean a O'Hare great idea also looked like a like, beast you know like in the ring yeah he was a big dude he could he could do yeah. some stuff but uh, we'll never know now unfortunately so mm-hmm. yeah well and you know i think that that like like that gimmick would be great on a manager mm-hmm. you know well basically basically what of, he was um, talking about was like he's basically just saying like like the only person you can, the only person who can judge you is yourself. And if God were real and this and that, God might not be real, so it's a waste of your time, you know. And then he said, if even if God is real, he'll yeah, forgive you. exactly. He's like, you know, just being Mister Temptation. Yeah, you know, he's, he's being a dick, basically. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, I actually really like that idea in terms of a psychological manager or like wrestler or something like that. You know, who kind of like tries to get people to the dark side, mm-hmm. quote unquote. You know, um, reminds me of uh, was the Sinister Minister. <laughs> yeah, you know. But um, all right, so let's uh, move on here. We have a match number four. It is the World Heavyweight Championship match for the champions of Raw or the champion of Raw. Um, we have uh, the challenger, Big Papa Pump, Freak Zilla, Scott Steiner, Big Bad Booty Daddy um, versus uh, Triple H. Um, and this match... Uh, they did a promo here where Steiner beat Triple H in an arm wrestling and a pose down, and he was going to beat him in a push-up contest until Triple H had a whole bunch of dudes beat the shit out of him. Um, and so um, Scott Steiner's contract, I believe, from WCW stated he he was going to get, or like his WWE contract was that he, need, he needed to yeah. have a title shot. And Eric Bischoff was going to be like, no, you can't have it. But then Triple H was like, no, I'll defend my title against him, even though you know he had his like you know, his own little plan in his head. Um, uh, I also write that wrote down here. Oh shit, we're in the reign of terror. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was when um, <laughs> the reign of terror was going strong for like what a, maybe a few months, a uh, year. I don't fucking know. Because mm. uh, he had beaten Shawn Michaels. The previous year for the title and um this was before yeah. his feud with kane because kane hadn't demasked so yeah yeah before this his feud be- with booker t because booker yeah, t was at wrestlemania i hope we don't ever have to fucking talk about that <laughs> yeah uh all right wrestlemania 19 Please here no. we go um <laughs> well actually wrestlemania 19 is actually not a bad show it's just that match i don't <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Uh, WrestleMania 19 was actually my oh, nice. first WrestleMania. Um, yeah. First one I ever watched. Um, obviously, I've never been to WrestleMania. Um, but uh, Triple H comes out first, which I was shocked at. Um, and I knew I knew that Steiner, you know, spoiler alert, right. wasn't going to win this match. Um, but like, I was like, oh, interesting. Like, I'm surprised that like Triple H allowed that to happen, you know? Um, but uh, worst theme, Scott Steiner or I Cesaro? Like Cesaro's theme. I like I'm going to say Scott Steiner. Theme. Everybody always talked crap about his siren theme, but I actually liked it. See, I didn't mind the like the actual music. It was uh-huh. the siren. I, I hated was definitely Dean Ambrose's too. theme uh, when they added the siren. Really? Oh, the siren. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like the revving. Do you remember that dumb siren to his theme that they added when he turned heel? Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> you know, uh, to be fair, I didn't really watch a lot back then, um, as you could tell, because I never did the show. So, Well, uh, you take my word for it, bro. They added a siren to his stupid-ass theme, and it made things far worse. And I don't even know why they added a siren. What was the point? Yeah. I think it was to make it more like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like, um, uh, make it more like post-apocalyptic. Because it was kind of like his thing because he was like, oh, everybody's yeah. dirty. <laughs> Isn't it weird that he did a whole thing about everybody's dirty and he needs to be vaccinated and then a year later, fucking <laughs> coronavirus hits? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? He, he, maybe we should get him on the fortune tellers. Maybe he, uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe we can pester him teller. some more about <laughs> his time in WWE. Like everybody has beaten to death. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, though, it is such good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Not a speed, though. Um. However. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um. So I wrote only against Triple H is Steiner a face? Um, yeah. Just because his entire gimmick is that he's yeah, better than he's everybody. Like pompous and he's he's a dick, you know, but. Uh, no, yeah. to this crowd though, they like turned on him, you know. Like it kind of started out, they mm-hmm. they were cheering Steiner, but like, I'm just gonna say it, I didn't like this match. This match was boring. It lasted too long, and there nothing happened, you know. And it had a and well, it had a uh, bad finish to uh, boot, so it was a waste of time. You know? uh, well, that's a you like bit the awkward. match? Um, no, I'm just. No, I'm just kidding. And I thought I, I was going to try to see if you would think this is my favorite match ever. Um, <laughs> no, um, you know, I agree. Um, I also think that, like, it's weird watching Steiner wrestle because it feels like he can't go. But, like, he pulls out some, like, crazy shit. But then he's also very prone mm-hmm. to botching, you know? Um, and. Like I said, you know, like I knew Steiner wasn't going to win, but then they were going to pull some bullshit where, you know, they were going to be like, you know, try to keep him look strong, you know, Um, because they were definitely not going to, uh, you know, have Steiner lose clean, especially after building him up like that. Um, Also, what did you think of the beginning of the match of uh, Hebner scolding all three of the competitors? Well, obviously Flair. I what do you think Hebner of that? What do you think about MVP that? of this match? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He he did really well. Um, 
uh, he, he, you know, I love how he goes, I'm not going to have any crap from you, looks at Triple H, not going to have any crap from you, looks at Scott Steiner, and then he looks, and he's and especially not going to have any crap from you, and he looks yeah. at, at Ric Flair, which is great, because, you know, he's yeah. the dirtiest player in the game. So, you know, that's, isn't it kind of weird that he's the dirtiest player of the game in the game, and Triple H is the game? Does that imply that, like, there's a relationship going on there. Uh, uh, what, like, <laughs> like that Drake and Millie Bobby Brown meme with EA Sports? It's in the <laughs> yeah. game. Uh, if nobody's yeah. seen that meme, uh, you should look it up. It's funny. But anyways, I'll I would like to review this match. <laughs> uh yeah. Let's continue to review this match. Or I'm sorry, you would like yes. to take the review of the match. Uh, I would. I would like to review this match. Oh yeah, go um, for it. You talk about Suplex City, bro. Yeah. Like. The same belly to belly suplex from Steiner to Triple H, like nonstop, and like legit. This is the easiest match to review because nothing happened, like at all, like, until like the only things that I can think of that were like actually noteworthy were Steiner and Triple H uh, fighting uh, outside the ring because because Triple H was taking beatings from basically scott steiner was squashing triple h like this whole match almost you know and he kept trying to escape yeah. he tried to escape through the crowd but steiner went and got him and then triple h tried to um actually he tried to escape after the uh into the crowd after he originally tried to leave just up the ramp but scott steiner came and friggin clocked him from behind and uh rick flair is distracting the ref uh, uh, so that Triple H can try to hit Steiner with the title, like out out on the ramp, but Scott Steiner just totally says, "Nah, not gonna happen." And then he hits him with the title, and Triple H is busted wide open, blood. Yep, Triple yeah, H which is weird because if you look closely, I'm pretty sure he didn't hit him with the like actual like the the title, the gold part of the title. He hit him with like the leather part. Uh, mm-hmm. so it was just kind of weird, yeah. but. He kept trying to escape after that, and eventually, at the end, um, uh, 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 Triple H like puts his hands on Earl Hebner and like pushes him or like hits him or whatever, throws him out of the ring. Actually, is what happened. And Hebner gets back in the ring, and he go- he's starting to call for the bell, but then he catches himself. He's like, "You know what? No, you two are gonna wrestle, damn it!" And the crowd starts like cheering Hebner, saying that they're gonna wrestle. You know. Yeah, and and you know what? The I, you're right about Hebner being the MVP here because he it t- he was the one who told the story because he was he was holding back to punish Triple H for being a dick, but then like eventually he he, right. he had to uphold the rules and he had to he had to actually defend you know the the rule book that he you know yeah. is sworn to protect yeah. you know just at the end um, Triple H. Gets out of the ring. He like falls out of the ring. Picks up a sledgehammer from under the ring. His trusty sledgehammer, and he gets in the ring. And in full view of the ref, just hits Scott Steiner in the stomach with it. And he has to call for the bell for the disqualification. And yeah. And then I put here. Um, there's a couple of things uh, I want to go over because uh, I actually have a decent amount of notes. I don't know how I have a decent amount of notes for this match, um, but I just put uh, Flair chokes Steiner with his jacket. Uh, Steiner looks at the ref the entire time during a two count. Um, 
did you see Triple H hitting? <laughs> yeah, I did. It looked, it looked a little uh, wonky, but. <laughs> Um, I but Steiner's pins are completely lazy. He doesn't hook the leg. He doesn't even look like he's going for a, like to win a fucking title. Yeah. He's just looking like he's just covering. Um, I also put Steiner has sixty nine yeah. on his pants. Nice. Made of culture. Um, yeah. Um, just a couple other things here. Uh, I said no need to blade for this match. Why are you blading? Um. Oh, also, there's a man when they're going through the crowd. There's a man with a shirt, uh, uh, sorry, a sign that says "Precision Body Art" on it. I looked it up. Um, it is a tattoo shop mm. in Nashua, New Hampshire, mm. and it's still open. That? I wonder if they got any more business. How about out of that? that? You know, because yeah, right. Um, I uh, put here. Flair tries to stop the match. Triple H throws Hebner out. Hebner refuses to DQ Triple H. Uh, Flair distracts Hebner. Uh, Triple H hits a low blow. Steiner kicks out of that. Um, so even stuff that would put down normal yeah. wrestlers like a low blow didn't put down Steiner. Um, I also put the uh, after the DQ, Hebner stops Steiner from being executed by Triple H by via yeah he was going to hit him in the head. Hebner pulled the sledgehammer away, yeah. and then he got hit in, with a sledgehammer, kind of uh, Hebner. And- yeah. Um, I said Steiner put Steiner recliner on Triple H. Referees come down to pull Steiner off. Bischoff comes down. Um, and, you know, did you uh, catch uh, who else came down? Um, was it? Along with Bischoff? Chief Valvinas, Morley. Chief Valvinas. No, it was. Uh, oh, yeah, Charles I did Slaughter. notice that. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Sergeant Slaughter came down, too. Commissioner Slaughter. <laughs> um, uh, no, but, all right. Yeah, that, that match. Yeah, that sucked. was probably, um, honestly, at least the Don Marie Tori Wilson match was short. This was just like 20 minutes of nothing, in my opinion. And it gave us, uh, you know, the Don Marie Tori Wilson match also gave us uh, something to ponder. <laughs> There was a lot of there's a lot of unopened or un- right. unanswered questions that we could have just you know thought about. This one was just yeah. straightforward and bullshit. Um, but yes, um, uh, since there's only two matches left in this card, I think you know exactly which one is the match is my favorite. Uh, unfortunately, it has the man yeah. who committed a double murder, uh, a double murder suicide. So, um, but. Yes, this this is the match that is my favorite match. Um, it is uh, championship WWE championship match uh, between uh, champ WWE champion Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. Um, the storyline is that um, at uh, oh, there was a SmackDown show, I believe that uh, uh, Big Show and. Kurt Angle were having a match for the uh, WWE Championship. Um, Brock Lesnar then came out because uh, Paul Heyman right. was going to help Big Show win. Um, uh, Brock Lesnar came out, distracted Big Show, distracted uh, Paul Heyman, chased Paul Heyman to the back, and then Kurt Angle ended up beating Big Show for the championship. Um, then the next SmackDown, uh, Kurt Angle stated that he hired someone to uh you know take care of his business affairs um you know with him being champion he's got a lot of responsibility now 
<laughs> um, and who else did he hire but yeah. Mr. Paul E. Dangerously? Paul Heyman. Now, I wrote, I wrote something down. It doesn't make sense to me. Why would Big Show be okay um, with this? Because think about it. Big Show just lost the title because but then Paul Heyman unless unless the uh the deal between Heyman and Angle happened after Angle uh, won the title. That's the only that's well, the only way that I can well, see Big this Show being and Big okay Show and Angle did feud after Angle won the title, remember? In fact, hmm. I, well, actually, I can't remember when. Well, maybe, maybe this wasn't the same view. I don't know. All I, I do remember at one point. Remember when Sh- Big Show like choke slammed Angle off the top of like some uh, big height, and like it panned down to Angle on the concrete with blood, a, a pool of blood next to his head. I don't remember. Yeah, that, it was but that's brutal. obviously brutal. Angle, <laughs> right? It was one of those. It was one of those spots where somebody gets thrown off of something off screen, and then it pan, and then it cuts to the guy. Mm. You know. Yeah. Uh, but they did feud. Big yeah, Show and Kurt yeah. Angle did feud, and uh, uh, Brock Lesnar obviously uh, mixed in with this feud. Um, but yeah, you're right because you're mm. right. Brock Lesnar uh, helped Angle win. Angle beat show. Angle beat show for the title, and now Heyman, with who is still uh, with Big Show, is now doing with shit show. for Angle. So, yeah, yeah. That's the see, see. The only way this makes sense to me is if uh, is if uh, uh-huh. he did this post him winning, because because then you know because if I'm Big Show, I'm questioning yeah, yeah. Paul Heyman. What the hell, you know? Unless, unless you know, Paul, Paul Heyman can say, "Hey, this was after the match, and you know, mm-hmm. this hap- helps both of us," you know. Um, but yeah, so um, Kurt Angle then also enlists the help of Team Angle, uh, which is Sean Benjamin and Charlie Haas. This is like their greatest tag team ever. Yeah, um, that's right. uh, world's greatest tag team. That's what it was. Um, uh, the camera cuts to a shot. Uh, sorry, to a shot covered with water. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Which is a complete. Completely well, yeah, they did that, they did that earlier in the show. I was like, oh, is that okay. like, is that like water, like or light? Because it kind of looked like a, it could. It could make me look like the angle of it. It might have just been light, you know. Well, yeah, it was a. Um, it was a. Mm-hmm. It was like a little waterfall right next to the Titantron. So. That's where that came from. Um, also, uh, I said I love the look of this current WWE right. title. I know we've talked about it off podcast and probably on podcast, but this is my this yeah. is my favorite WWE t- championship. You know, like I love it. Like it's 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 got that old school look, but it like it's big enough to where you don't look, right. it doesn't look like you're wearing it's a, a proper, child's toy. It's a proper, belt, you know. You know. By the way, I forgot. Did we yeah, mention yeah, exactly. Chris Benoit won a number one contenders match against Big Show to face Oh, yes. Yeah. Chris Benoit won a number one t- uh, contenders match against Big Show. He got him in the cross face um, to, in order to get this. Uh, well, he actually, well, he ended up pinning him. Like, um, he ended up uh, like countering a, a choke slam, I think, or whatever. And then he pinned him. And he kind of cheated, too, if you watch mm-hmm. the. Uh, the uh, the, the vignette or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. Uh, bottom line, we might be confused as to what the hell is going on with Paul Heyman and whatever and Big Show, but it doesn't matter. The match was awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I'm actually going to cut this uh, uh, so okay, we can yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. jump back in. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a... All right. So... Um, I loved hearing Benoit's theme, and it's a shame that, you know, Benoit ended up being such a terrible person, you know, yeah. with the terrible tragedy that we don't get to, like, hear his theme, you know, or even, like, it, you know, you can't really even enjoy his matches as yeah. much. I mean, I still enjoy his matches. but you know. I was thinking about that, actually. It's a good point, because I was thinking about that watching this match, because, uh, like, as a wrestler, I have to, I you know, I have to it sucks to even say this but like as a wrestler Chris Benoit is one of my favorites ever but mm-hmm. for the most part uh, I I think I've done a good job of kind of that situation where you know separating the art from the artist if you will you know yeah. I also I also want to think like that obviously like not to take away what happened you know but I you know and, and this is might not be my place to say, but um, it that person who did what they did doesn't feel like that was Chris Benoit anymore. You know? Yeah. Like I, I want to believe that that was a result of a traumatic, you know, years of traumatic brain injuries and, you know, well, yeah. Like I, I was going to say, like, I, I feel like, I, I feel like I've always done a, a decent job with separating the art from the artist when it comes to watching his matches. But every time, even in this match, every time he does a diving headbutt, I'm like, well, that's great. Yeah. Like, just, yep. you know. mm-hmm. Now, um, Benoit comes out and he's, he's fired up. He immediately wants to go to angle. Um, and he's actually pretty smart in this way because he gets the world's greatest tag team banned from ringside right before the match. Yeah. You know, so now he doesn't have to worry about messing with that, which is actually, I think was a great idea because that, you know, the, the way that this match plays out, it was so good. Like this match was, I'm surprised people don't, you know, obviously WWE doesn't talk about this match for obvious reasons, but I'm surprised this is not on a list of, you know, greatest matches because I loved every minute of this match. Yeah. I did. This match was, uh, awesome. this was a great match. Um, so I'll just get into it here. Um, Team Angle gets ejected. Um, there's a nice basic wrestling to start. You know, you kind of see what the each guy has. Benoit targets a knee, which is great match psychology because they already tell you that, uh, you know, uh, Kurt Angle's got a hurt knee. Um, so, you know, you already know what the match psychology with is there with uh, Chris Benoit. Um, this is <laughs> I texted Teebs earlier today. Just the, <laughs> the just all capitals. Oof. <laughs> um, and he goes, "What?" And I go, "A line that they said on commentary." And he goes, "Uh oh." And oh. then he goes, and then uh, maybe about twenty minutes later, he texts me, "I just got to the Benoit match. I think it has something to do with this or something like that." Well, I still don't know what the line is. What was the line? The line, Michael Cole says, Chris Benoit sacrificed his family. He sacrificed his own life. (laughs) Jesus. That is way too on the nose. 
kind of a downer not gonna lie <laughs> dude i i like i sat there like my jaw dropped i was like oh how good are you known? <laughs> what how could he have possibly known though you know oh no there's no way yeah. yeah there's no way but it's like it's like there's like that's you know what that reminds me of um uh it reminds me of a, a hell in a cell pay-per-view um well, I think it was a pay per view. Maybe it was just a match. Um, they did. It was. It was in like two thousand nine, ten. I can't remember what match it was, but um, they they did a an ad in between matches at this pay per view for Susan G. Komen because you know Helena sells like in October and everything. So oh, I remember exactly what you're gonna say. <laughs> I remember exactly. This is Jr. Right? Oh no, 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 it wasn't Jr. It was um. Was it, it Cole? It was Cole and Lawler, I think, but it doesn't matter. It was Cole, nonetheless. Uh, they did uh, it for Susan G. Komen's breast cancer, you know, uh, uh, charity or whatever, right? Yeah. But then right after, right after they come back, uh, Cole, Cole, like immediately after they come back, Cole is like uh, t- talking about. He's like, and, and now it's time for the malignant LNSL match. It's like, wow, good, <laughs> yeah, good, right? one, good one, bro. Like. Wow, that's just a little. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a little, t- a little too on the nose there. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh. There was a, there was a nasty DDT that uh uh Benoit hits on Angle on the apron. That was pretty. That was a pretty good one. Um. Yeah. Benoit then misses a flying headbutt once again, making mm. you think. Oof. Yeah, I hate. You know what? I think Harley Race even said his one of his biggest regrets in his career was inventing that move. You know. Uh huh. Because it, yeah. like, apparently fucked his career up as well, and it also, mm. you know, led to other people doing it and fucking up their careers and lives, you know? So, exactly. This is why that's I, I always hate when I see Daniel Bryan do it, because he does the flying headbutt, and it's like, dude, come on. you had to Especially because he had to retire once already. For, due to concussions, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. I, I just, I would rather go without the diving headbutt, you know? It's too, it's too much. Also, another line that was beautiful on commentary. This has nothing to do with Benoit, by the way. Um, another line that was beautiful. Uh, the, both men are outside the ring, um, and they're making. Oh no, sorry. I, I don't. No, they weren't outside the ring. They were inside the ring, but they were both knocked down, and they were both trying like to make a ten count. Um, and the ref goes four, and Taz goes five is next. <laughs> no, okay, Taz. <laughs> Oh, like, dude, like, Taz, Taz is funny. Fun. Like, like we don't know how to count. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought that was funny. Like, well, uh, five is next. Well, oh no, really? Well, you know, like that. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of how sometimes um, the crowd nowadays, the crowd will will uh, say the next number when the ref is on, like the previous number, to yeah. like try to fuck the ref up and while counting. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is annoying. I hate when they do that, but yeah. <laughs> Five is next. That is funny. <laughs> uh, then uh, Benoit makes a comeback here. Uh, Benoit and Angle trade Germans. Uh, Angle hits a top rope belly to belly. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Angle goes for the Angle Slam, but then it's a cross face reversal. The crowd explodes for the first time the cross face was put in. Um, uh, Angle then gets to the rope. Uh, Benoit puts Kurt in the ankle lock, which I thought was really cool. Uh, you know, it was like, you know, beat you with your own move kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Angle then reverses and locks in the ankle lock of his own. Benoit then reverses that back into a cross face. Um, very, very clean, uh, re- you know, reversals, very nice, you know, uh, re- you know submission based wrestling, which, you know, it, it feels like everybody's got a, a, like a submission of some sort nowadays, but like, I don't know. I think also they're afraid to make people tap out because it makes you look weak, quote unquote. Mm, right. But like, that's, that's another pet peeve of mine is that like, they, they can't have a fate, like a baby face tap out. You know, right? Yeah, well, they can. They can. They can have baby faces tap out. It's just kind of like not, not like not the, just the big guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess Benoit. Ta- well, I will get to it, but Benoit tapping out wasn't really t- yeah. terrible. You know. No. No. Yeah. I and you know because obviously the way that they treat it after the match too. Um, but um, let's go. Sorry. Uh, go back to my notes here. Uh, Angle then reverses it into a pin and gets a two count. I like I didn't like I knew that you know Angle is going to win this match, but I didn't know how he did it. I actually thought he was going to win with one of those like reversal pins. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was actually pleasantly surprised with how the match actually ended. Um, uh, sorry, Crossface is locked in once again, reversed into an angle slam. There's and I wrote amazing sequence, and then I put. Benoit fucking kicks out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because I I thought that was it. Um, because back then the angle slam would end matches. Right. Um. So, you know, I thought that was it. Uh, Benoit kicks out. Uh, and then uh, Benoit hits an amazing German suplex that was like a it was like the fall away. Like he let like he let go. It was a release. Yeah. Yeah, a release German suplex where Angle lands on his stomach. Yeah, that got a big pop too. That got holy shit yeah. chance actually. Yeah. Um, honestly, this match would have gotten a fight forever chant if it was uh, today. Yeah. Um, it was also, uh, Angle would also get a You Deserve It chant at the fucking end because everybody gets a You Deserve It chant. Mm-hmm. Um, Benwag then goes for the headbutt again. This time he nails it. Angle kicks out. I didn't think that was it at all. Um, although there were, you know, a couple of t- there were actually a couple times where I was thinking, like, Oh, maybe Angle wins the title back from Benoit, at, you know, before WrestleMania. You know, mm-hmm. so I was like, you know, they did get me a couple times. Um, uh, so Angle kicks out of that. Uh, he goes. Uh, Benoit goes for another cross face. Angle then reverses it into the turnbuckle. Another Angle slam, and then I wrote Benoit fucking kicks out again. Yeah, <laughs> but like it wasn't a play. It wasn't coming from a place of like anger. It was like more like I was like fucking excited. You, you were surprised. You know? I was marking out. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, this is this is my favorite match uh, that we've reviewed by far. Yeah, um, it was definitely the best one we reviewed by far. Yeah, uh, I put another cross face angle reverses this one into an ankle lock, um, and I wrote this match is wild. Um, Benoit desperate. Uh, Angle has it locked in. Uh, Benoit finally taps, and I put best match we've reviewed. I'm taking a break before the Rumble match. Holy shit! (laughs) (laughs) I literally did. I I took I took a 30 minute break uh, Hmm. from from watching it because I was just like I like that match was it was it was everything I I, like. I was so pleasantly surprised by that match. It was. It was. I mean, obviously, I knew that Benoit and Angle could go, but right. I was not you expecting know, to be looking that at fucking um, out. looking at the like the times for all the matches. You know, uh, mm-hmm. this match was only like 
almost two minutes more than the Steiner and Triple H match. And the Steiner and Triple H match felt like fucking hours, but this match like kind of went by because it was actually good. You know? Yeah. I could have watched this. Uh, this could have easily gone on for however much longer they wanted, and it would still be great. Yeah. Also, I think it does amazing work setting up that Angle can do this on his own. Yeah. Like, yeah, he also because he didn't even use any dirty tactics or anything. You know. Yeah, he just won clean. Yeah. Which is great, and I, I like. I wish they would do that more with heels. Like, you know, I think like. Roman does a good job of it now. Like every once in a while, he'll use like dirty shit, you know. Well, yeah, he'll but use like, dirty shit actually quite a few times because he has Jay by his side, and yeah, uh, he'll fucking he'll heal his way up there. But still, Roman's still a badass, and he can do things like legit, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, he will kick your ass, right? Man. You know that's and and I like I like when he heals like that. Um, I also wrote Benoit gets a standing ovation. Um. You know, it it's odd because like you you want to give him props for that match, and then you just come back to thinking about what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and it's it's I w- for that amount of time that I was watching that match, I was able to put that aside. Um, yeah, and and just enjoy it. This was this was an amazingly enjoyable match. I would recommend watching it, even if like you know you're apprehensive about Chris Benoit the man. Like just if you can just separate the art from the artist, you know. Yeah. And just do yourself a favor and watch this match because if you don't want to watch the entire Royal Rumble, just watch this match. It's it's worth it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else? Last uh, thoughts about this match before we move on to our main event? Um, no, like you said, uh, great match and uh, he. He won and fucking uh, kind of. And then the next year, uh, Benoit ended up winning the Rumble and going on to Mania. So I guess everything worked out in the end. And uh, Yeah, well, Taz was right. right but... Taz was right. Chris <laughs> Benoit would, would be back uh, as a title contender. Yeah. And Taz was also right. Five was next. Um... <laughs> Five was next. <laughs> That's gonna be that's gonna be our next uh, meme. Add that to uh, Sunny Sunny slaps balls and ice cream. Yeah. Um, but okay. So uh, after the match, we get a small little promo uh, right before the Royal Rumble match of Rob Van Dam warming up, and then you could see you could see Kane's boots uh, coming from the picture, and Kane and Rob Van Dam are tag team partners, and Kane says to him, he's like, uh, you know, I know we're tag team partners, but uh, if it comes down to it. You know, I'm go. I will not hesitate to eliminate you. And then Rob Van Dam says, uh, uh, "You know what? I wouldn't expect anything else. I want you to do what's best for your your career and your Rumble match." And he's like, "But just let you know, you won't eliminate Rob Van Dam, or you know, the last man standing will be Rob Van well, Dam." Unfortunately, um, Rob Van Dam did not have the same uh, uh, prediction powers as Taz. Yeah, right. <laughs> L- listen, Taz for fortune tellers. <laughs> yeah i'm down <laughs> <laughs> all right um so we're here with our main event the 2003 royal rumble match are you ready to get into this yeah are we gonna go through every entrant oh i have them all written oh, down shit. <laughs> we don't have to go all in right. depth about everything that happened because it's a rumble. oh no 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 i only have the the, the beats that really you know more important uh-huh. all right <clears throat> let me start here 
ladies and gentlemen. Oh, sorry, that was my, uh, that was actually, my that Howard Finkel. That was actually pretty good, man. That was a pretty damn good Howard Finkel. Yeah, he was the he was the announcer. He announced all the rules of the Royal Rumble match. Obviously, um, every ninety seconds or whenever it's convenient for the <laughs> yeah, plot. it's never it's um, never what they say it is. Sometimes it's like thirty, not thirty. Sometimes it's like forty seconds, and another is like one hundred and twenty minutes. Yeah, so it's it's always what's convenient for the plot. Um, uh, someone, a new superstar will come in. Uh, the only way to eliminate a superstar is to throw them over the top rope with both feet touching the floor. Uh, both feet touching the floor. Um, the, uh, that didn't come up in this Royal Rumble, but it does in multiple Royal Rumbles, obviously. Um, and uh, the there are 30 superstars, and whoever is the last superstar standing will get a uh, it will get a uh, championship match. And now they changed it, but in this rumble, it was of their brand. So you couldn't pick whether you wanted the the WWE or world heavyweight champion. You had to go who, whichever champion was on your brand. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, the winner would get a title shot at WrestleMania. And then we already knew who number one and number two were. So there was no suspense. Uh, Number one was uh, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. And uh, you know, they, did they? Because I remember earlier in the show they talked about how Vince McMahon made Shawn Michaels number one, but they never really reiterated the reason why. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure either. I can't. I don't know. Was this when Vince was feuding with Shawn about God? Um, it might have been actually. I don't know. Well. I don't know. <laughs> so he comes He comes out number one, and obviously we also know who number two is. It is Chris Jericho. However, Chris Jericho's music hits. You see the man in the in the shiny red pajamas, but that is not Chris Jericho. That's Christian. Yeah. Because they were attacking. Because uh, they were teaming together. Yeah. And uh, then uh, Chris Jericho pulls a sneaky sneaky. And comes into the ring and attacks uh, HBK from behind. Um, he also then uh, low well he low blows him. I thought he was immediately going to toss him at that right. point. Um, but then he goes outside and grabs a under chair, the rope. hits. Uh, yes, he goes outside under the ropes, obviously, so he is not eliminated. Um, and then he gets a chair, hits Shawn Michaels, who immediately blades. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, man, they're fast and loose well, with well, this back fucking... in that day, you know, it made complete sense because, like, you had to you had to bleed if you got hit with a foreign object, you know? That's what Batista yeah. was complaining about when they went PG, because he got fined a shit ton of money for bleeding in that one match. Yeah. But anyways, go ahead. Yes. Um, and then, um, he's uh, I said, HBK is bleeding already, and then, just as soon as that happens, countdown happens, and we have uh, number three, Chris Nowitzki. <laughs> yeah, Chris Christopher Nowitzki on fucking Oh man. You remember him? Yeah. He actually <laughs> got a good pop because he came out to the like because he's because you know they were in Boston and he was like wearing Harvard, Harvard, Harvard stuff. And was that the Harvard like song or like uh I think it was the Harvard fight song. Yeah, yeah. that must be why he got a good reaction. And um yeah. by the way, before we continue, can I I want to say an unpopular opinion about uh about um uh, uh-huh. Jericho and his music. Uh, yeah. I will, I will die on the hill that his WWE theme songs are better than Judas. 
Really? I really like Judas. Um, although I think his his modern-day WWE theme is better than his older WWE. Oh, I don't. I think all of any of his are better than Judas. I just I think Judas is an overrated song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just uh, I, I actually really like Judas. I don't know. It's just like I don't know why people go so crazy over it. You know what I mean? Like it's not. A, I don't dislike uh-huh. the song, but I don't know. It's not really like I don't, I don't know. If you want a good if you want a good Fozzy song, uh, check out Martyr No More. Yeah, that's a good that's really a good, good song. One. I really like that. What was one. the one song where he says he has to keep moving? What's that one? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't remember what it's called. But either way, yeah. Chris Nguyen comes out and he pulls a Miz and he's like, I'm not getting in yet. Fuck this. He didn't get in for like a little bit. You know, it was really funny because uh, I was watching an older OSW review, um, another podcast that I like. Um, and they uh, they were talking about, uh, it, remember the uh, Royal Rumble that Becky won? Yeah. Um, and Billy Kay comes out at seven. And she refuses to get in until Peyton Royce gets in. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Um, the one guy uh, that I watched, he was like, no, you shouldn't be able to just sit outside. You should have to get in before the next entry. No uh, See, I understand that, but I think like, like, yeah, I don't know. Because then then what's what's the advantage to ever getting in the Rumble? You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Everybody, that's a good point because people have brought up how, like, for instance, Curtis Axel won the Royal Rumble that one year because he actually never entered the match, so he was never eliminated. Uh, mm. But yeah, that's a good point because, like, what? It, who's stopping? Pe- heels are idiots that do that. By the way, if you're gonna wait to get in the match, wait till the very end when there's just one guy, so you have the best chance of winning. Or exactly or when there's two guys left, so that maybe they're fighting on the ropes and you can toss both of them out at the, at the same time. Come from behind. Exactly. So what's stopping them from doing that? Yeah. yeah. Rumble logic. Yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, so uh, I said, Chris Nowitzki lets Y2J fight without getting in. And then I write. Uh, so the way I have it is I have each uh, entrant bolded and I have every elimination mm-hmm. bolded. Um, I, I put HBK eliminated, but eliminated then by Y2J. Yeah, Chris Jericho squashed HBK and like totally destroyed him and then he just got tossed so yep. that was quick he only was in the match for like two minutes it was shocking though because i you know if you would have told me that hbk was the first yeah. person eliminated in the royal rumble i would have told you yeah. crazy. um but uh then entrant number four comes in ray mysterio yeah what do you think of what, what do you th- do you like his old theme better or do you like Booyaka? Uh, I like both of them. I think Booyaka Booyaka is the best uh, the best one because it's I mean it's iconic you know that's his fucking thing you know. Yeah, Booyaka Booyaka. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Mysterio and Jericho wrestle. Nowitzki finally gets in, um, and then uh, he gets in as we get our number five entrance. Five is next. Uh, uh, five is next. You are right. You should, Dan, oh, man, I wish I would have recognized that, man. You got me. Um, but uh, yes, five is next. And who is number five that, other than Edge? Um, Edge comes out to his, uh, his uh, original You Think You Know Me theme, right? Yeah, his very original. Where the keeps yeah. saying You Think You Know Me. Yeah. Um, I was kind of sad that it wasn't never going to yeah. stop, 
by uh, Rob yeah, Zombie he, or Metalingus. I, think he, deb- I, I love think both he debuted of those. the Rob Zombie one a year later, and that was when he speared Eric Bischoff. Remember when he just came, he came back from injury and he got in the ring and immediately speared Eric Bischoff without saying a word, and then he left. Yeah, that was funny. Um, so Edge uh, spears Y two J. Um, Edge and the Mysterio have a have a stare down and wrestle for a little bit. Um, also, uh, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, Mysterio and Edge wrestle near the ropes and, uh, they do kind of that spot where like Mysterio tries to hurricane run him, him over the top and then like they hang mm-hmm. on Edge's feet touch the floor. Both of them? They totally touch the, yeah, they both touch really? the floor. Really? I guess I never noticed. But like, it was, it was that like the camera cut was really quick, but Edge, both of Edge's feet touched mm. the floor. He was he was still holding the he was still holding the ropes like his legs. Obviously, he wasn't supposed to like go over, but he he was too tall, and his feet his feet mm-hmm. touched, but but they never like ever controversy. Uh, ooh, ooh. Um, so number six uh, comes in after this, and it's Christian. Your favorite theme. Oh my god, I fucking hate it. Um, oh really? I actually wasn't joking. But- I thought the, uh, you liked that theme. No, I like the um, I like the uh, just close your eyes with the female oh the original uh, just close your eyes okay yes what did you think um, about his TNA theme that sounded like fucking Evanescence uh, I don't think I've ever heard it but that sounds I'll give it to you and you can listen uh, to it afterwards yeah um, I wrote Christian immediately tries to buddy up with Edge and then eats a spear yeah. they were brothers. Uh, yeah, Nowitzki then prematurely celebrates um, after thinking, uh, "Who's it?" I think he thought he um, eliminated Edge and somebody and Ray. Yeah, uh, and then Edge and Ray hit a double dive mm-hmm. onto him. Um, Ray then hits a Bronco Buster on Nowitzki, um, and then number seven comes in Chavo Guerrero. Do you think it was odd that Chavo and Eddie had different themes? Uh I don't. I didn't think it was odd because I think they that wasn't. Were they uh um like they were the tag team champs? I think were they the tag team champs at the time? Yes, because actually I remember I remember uh, Jr. saying that they were the tag team champs. Huh. I guess I I knew they were tag champs at one point, but I guess I didn't think it was then. Hmm. That was I miss. That was a shame. I I love. I actually really like Chavo's theme, but like not that one. The one they had later, you know. The yeah, Chavo. I actually like that theme a lot because it's a cool. It's a it's a it's a fucking jamming theme, and I also like Eddie's theme. Mm-hmm. Latino heat. <laughs> yeah, um, Chavo hits a great spinebuster. Chavo's a very underrated. Yeah, Chavo wrestler, was a opinion. really good wrestler. He had, he. If you should watch, I just think that he was kind of bland personality wise in terms of like. You should watch you know? his um his matches with Rey Mysterio, like that feud he had with Mysterio and. Some of the matches he's had. Some yeah. of the shit is like super, like fluid and smooth. We should review his feud with Shelton Benjamin when he was Kerwin White. When he was what? Kerwin White. Kerwin, oh, that sounds familiar. What the hell is that? Do you do you don't remember when Chavo Guerrero uh, turned into a whitewashed uh, golf player oh. who like hated minorities? Wow, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, and then the only reason they canceled the gimmick because Eddie died. Yeah. Because he was Carl White when Eddie died, um, but uh, also I wrote here uh, Ray hits a six on nine on Chavo and then hits one on Christian. Um, 
And then uh, I almost said Dirk Nowitzki. Um, <laughs> Chris Nowitzki. Chris Nowitzki is eliminated by Rey Mysterio. And then almost right after that, Rey Mysterio is eliminated by Chris mm-hmm. Jericho. I was kind of like surprised that Rey Mysterio didn't last longer in yeah. this rumble. Um, then again, he wasn't like a big star. I mean, like obviously he was, he was a, a star, but he wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, the main, one of the main sellers, you know, um, then uh, number eight comes in the Japanese buzzsaw Tajiri. Um, were you were you were you happy to see Tajiri? Uh, uh, should I have been? <laughs> uh, I thought you were. I thought you were a Tajiri uh, guy. I don't mind Tajiri. Oh, I think I think Don's uh-huh. a Tajiri guy. Um, so uh, Tajiri then goes wild with some kicks. Uh, he then hits Chavo with an odd airplane spin. That was a, he, like he was kind of like an airplane spin, but it looked like he was going to try to do a slam, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Um, and then here comes number nine, one of the biggest WTF, who the hell are you in the damn rumble? Uh, fucking bully build them yeah, up. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna make uh, a joke about that. I was gonna fucking say to build them up bullies his way through the competition in this match. <laughs> You know, it's funny is I have written down here uh, uh, was not expecting Demont. Demont bullies everybody in the ring. Ha-ha. Yeah. It's, you know what? I'm I'm kind of ashamed or not ashamed. I'm kind of sad that I, I didn't get to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I also wrote Bill Demont kind of looks like a uh, skinnier Grimm from Grimm's Toy Show. Um, in, in the ring with his uh, like his mm-hmm. singlet. Uh, I, and that's all that I had written down about Bill DeMott. Uh, number 10 uh, is Tommy Dreamer. Uh, he brings a trash can full of weapons to the, the ring. The steam was not as um, good as, uh, you know. As yeah. A- good to see, yeah, good to see that uh, Tommy Dreamer escorted Lars Sullivan to the ring. Oh, good um, Hey, hell no, yeah. please don't. <laughs> not here, bro. <laughs> Um, and then Dreamer uh, whips everyone with a kendo stick. Um, Edge and Dreamer then team up on Demont with a kendo stick, and Bill Demont gets eliminated by Edge and Tommy Dreamer. Uh, there's also a trash can concerto by Y2J and Christian, and then Tommy Dreamer is immediately eliminated. Yeah, by he Y2J. was only in there for like like a minute, if even that. Yes. Um, so then, uh, number uh, oh, and then also right after that, right before we get entrant number eleven, uh, Tajiri is eliminated by Y two J. Damn, poor Tajiri. Uh, yeah, and number eleven, were you expecting to see B squared <laughs> Bull Buchanan? I actually had to look up who B squared was, and then I saw it was Bull Buchanan. I was like, oh. And did you know that he was uh, buddied up with John Cena? I did not time? know that, but it makes sense given his name, I guess. Well, I didn't know that until uh, I think it was Lawler said so. He was like, and, and he's like, oh, you know, B squared, and he's like, you know, friends with John Cena. What a claim to or fame. Something like that. I was like, yeah, right. And then um, uh, <laughs> on my list, on my notes here, I have B squared, uh, number eleven, B squared, Bull Buchanan, B squared eliminated. Yeah, he was the yeah. That was the fastest elimination. Correct. Yes, I actually have some stats oh, at the end the too. Facts. So uh, you know how people like a lot of people yeah. don't like the facts for the Royal Rumble that they always say every year. You know. Oh yeah, you know, you you know, we're we're like Kurt Hawkins here. Face we're like the face exactly. Uh, also have uh, Chavo Guerrero gets eliminated by Edge. 
And then Edge and Christian all in one swoop are eliminated by Y2J and Chris Jericho's this, uh, the lone mm-hmm. man in the ring. So I was like, wow. Um, so then after that, uh, the t- timer kicks down and Jericho's waiting. And who comes in at number 12? But Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam. I was excited. I always love seeing RVD. He's a, he's so unique. He's so unique. Um, Rob Van Dam unloads on Y2J, rolling thunder by RVD. And then number 13 comes in. Uh, V1, yeah. Matt Hardy. Always, man and more. Uh, which, I always love hearing Matt Hardy's theme in WWE. Yes. Yes. Also, um, you would forget that Shannon Moore was not in this match because he was literally in the rumble for like more than he was. Outside yeah. He of the was ring, in I the think. rumble for longer than uh B uh, B squared. B squared. <laughs> and build yeah, them on. Uh, um, so uh, Matt Hardy trips on his way to the ring. I said, <laughs> right. a young Titus. Right. Right. At notes. least he caught himself. You know, he didn't fully fall over. Yeah. Right. <laughs> A young Titus yeah. O'Neil takes notes. Um, you didn't take good enough notes, I guess. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, then um, Matt Hardy and Y2J team up on RVD. I also wrote, uh, I said, I know I said this about Big Show's pants earlier, but I really do think that Matt Hardy's pants look very yeah. comfortable. Um, they look like, you know, good for sitting around the house. Like, um, uh, Van Dam then makes a comeback. RVD hits a frog splash, um, which is real nice. Number 14, it's Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. Great song. Uh, yes. Uh, Eddie goes after RVD. King says, I miss saying Latino Heat. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like he was fucking drugged out at some points. Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Well, because yeah, uh, Lawler was on Raw and uh, Guerrero's on SmackDown, so he doesn't get to say yeah. Latino Heat. Um, uh, Hardy saves Guerrero from being eliminated. I don't know why. Yeah, I know that the whole match. Obviously, in every Rumble match, somebody's gonna be eliminated, but then a new guy comes in and breaks up the the elimination attempt. It's like, why? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Eddie then hits a frog splash on RVD's face. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, like, did you notice? Um, earlier in the match, we're gonna mention this. When Chris Nowinski and Edge and Rey Mysterio were gang- ganging up on him, Edge and Mysterio did like a mm-hmm. double drop kick, but like, but like uh-huh. Ray went too early. Oh, no, maybe not even too early, but like Edge was too late. Basically, Ray Ray drop yeah. kicked him, but Chris Nowinski was like in the process of falling because he took that kick, but Edge was like not fast, and he didn't do it at the same time. So like he was kind of leaning and edge kicked him right in the yeah. fucking face, like really hard because of it. Yeah. Well, and then it made me think because Chris Nowitzki had to actually retire. Yeah. I don't think, it, I don't think it was so... that, but, uh, and now Chris Nowitzki's the, the concussion guy. Like he's the, the guy who does all the, the work on C- CTE research and work and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, all right, and then I have here, uh, there's a twist of fate uh, onto Eddie from Matt. And then number 15 is yeah, Brother Nero. Jeff Hardy. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. And I wrote, Hardy. Yeah, I wrote uh, Jeff Hardy coming out wearing the boogeyman's <laughs> makeup. Um, no, yeah, like, because he looked, he looked like he, like, 
he, obviously we knew we know Jeff Hardy was it's totally into face paint now. But this yeah. is kind of like before that, but like I said, he looked like weird because he like he looked like red, yeah. you know. Um, plus, uh, I said uh, Jeff attacks Matt. Uh, Shannon more than helps Matt Hardy stay in um, while he's getting uh, eliminated or attempted to get eliminated by Jeff. Um, Jeff then hits a twist of fate on Matt. Uh, then we get Shannon Moore takes the Swanton bomb for Matt, which I thought was funny. Yeah, but but like he get, he but gets he in like and that takes wouldn't it. hurt Matt. Like it still obviously hurt him, you know. But I guess it, I guess it didn't yeah. hurt as much. I don't know. Well, you know, you know, yeah. dumb comedy heel, you know. Um, so uh, then we get number sixteen superhero in training before he's even in training. Rosie. <laughs> um, and it was kind of weird because like, obviously like we know Jamal and Rosie are like now both passed right. away, but like, like it was odd seeing, you know, because later on in the match, obviously we get Jamal, but, um, it's weird. Cause like you could just see Umaga, right. you know, but back then, back then we didn't know yeah, it was Umaga, Umaga, you know, Umaga, obviously there was, Umaga no, no was Umaga. super underrated. Like, I honestly like. I remember watching Umaga as a kid, uh, and being like, "Damn, he's scary!" Like I was scared of Umaga as a kid. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I uh, Rosie's also accompanied by Rico. Uh, Rosie hits a hard stiff kick on RVD. Um, like I, I feel like maybe he, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. got him good. Uh, Test then. Uh, oh, sorry. Spoilers uh, for number seventeen. Uh, is uh, test with Stacy Keebler, um, and I put test runs wild. Did you remember? Nobody. Did you remember um, who um who uh freaking <laughs> what test called his fans? Yeah, they're they called, called the testicles. testicles as their fans. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my god! Dumb, dumb boy, immature humor. I guess. Yeah. yeah right listen we're, yeah. we're we're grown men um and then uh i wrote number 18 who else but do do yeah. do do only it wasn't that thing you can't see yeah it wasn't even his doctor yeah, this, was, this was must be when he like uh, like originally uh yeah started yeah. the rapping gimmick um it's john cena at number eighteen, uh, I wrote. I wrote here way before Doctor Thugonomics. And the rap isn't awful, but Cena has no rhythm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love the final line of the rap. My style is like a swollen penis because you yeah. can't beat me. <laughs> <laughs> and RVD is like, okay, bro, quit rapping. And he throws him in. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote uh, number nineteen. We have the first member of the world's greatest tag team, Charlie Haas. Um, I put it's weird to see Cena not in jorts. Yeah, that looked really jeans. weird. These jorts, these uh, jeans he was wearing was like, uh, yeah, they, they, they were, were way really too big baggy. for him. Yeah, they were way too big. Um, I put ring is pretty full. There's gonna be a huge entrance soon. To clear this shit up. And as soon as I say that, uh, Jeff yeah. Hardy gets eliminated by RVD. And I was really surprised to see Jeff mm-hmm. Hardy get out that quickly, you know? Um, then number 20 comes in, and it's Rikishi. Got a big pop. 
Only if, only like a few people yeah. got like big pops, but like a big pop <laughs> yeah. for his big ass. Yeah. Um Kishi's always at this point they re... JR listed the stat that he had been in the most Royal Rumbles. Yeah, I actually was gonna I actually had just said this and we were talking about this last night, actually. About now, um yeah. it's Kane and then number yeah. two is Dolph. So Ziggler. boy do things change. But at this point, he was in eight Royal Rumbles. So, yeah, because he was probably in as one of the head shrinkers. Oh, see, I was thinking of what, how he was in eight, because I knew he wasn't Rikishi until like what ninety seven, ninety eight. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I just know he was okay. he was one of the head that shrinkers. Makes sense. So, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure earthquakes up there too, because he was in I think uh-huh. a couple of Zolga. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then I wrote uh, here, uh, Rikishi was in the Royal Rumble, Rumble matches at this time. Rikishi attacks Cena and stares down Rosie. Um, uh, Rosie then hits Matt with Shannon Moore. <laughs> uh, Rikishi then goes for a stink face, but then gets clotheslined by Rosie. Um, number 21 is Jamal, <laughs> a.k.a. Umaga. Um, and Jamal walks in and immediately eats yeah. a stink face from Rikishi. <laughs> I was like, great. Yeah. And, you know, and then like right set, after you know, that, give... Jamal's like really pissed. And he's like, he's kind of like choking Rikishi. Did he, did, yeah, he was he, like choking did he say, Rikishi I'm gonna kill out. You, or whatever. Shove your ass in my face. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. But like, I, I believe it. Or whatever. He's pissed that he got his ass in his face. Mm-hmm. Well, what uh, I know, obviously they're related, but like how was that uh, Rikishi's um... nephew? I, because obviously the Usos are the right. sons, but uh, what's I don't know what Jamal's relation is to Roman, think, right? Or is it Rosie? Rosie I was Roman's cousins, cousin yeah. or brother? Maybe. I don't know. I I'm not I'm not familiar with the the family. The N-O- yeah, the NOI. Oh, I only know that Roman uh, and the Usos are cousins, and that the Rikishi is the father of the Usos. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, then I put uh, I, okay. I put Jamal chokes Rikishi. Yeah. Jesus. Um, number twenty-two. Uh, we have the big red monster, the big red machine, Kane. I said here yeah. comes the ring being cleared. Um, Kane then yeets Rico. Uh, which I thought was funny. He just yeets them inside the ring. Then Rosie gets eliminated by Kane. Uh, and then I put uh, Jr. says that Jamal gets eliminated, but it was not Jamal. It was Rosie. Didn't his guys? Jr. said that. Um, no, he gets people yeah, mixed up now. Jr. goes. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, number twenty-three, we got the uh, other member of the world's greatest tag team, Shelton Benjamin. Um, he leapfrogs Charlie Haas to hit Cena, but he doesn't fully clear it. And Charlie Haas looks pissed. Like, like he, he does get over Haas and hit Cena, but he kind of like, Oh really? I didn't notice Haas's head. Yeah. Mm. And, and Haas looked pissed. Um, uh, I've also wrote here, Cena's jeans are way too big. Um, uh, and then num- we get number 24. Now, here's a big player, Booker T. Yeah, Booker T. 
Oh, Sorry, I had, to, I, I had to cough there for a second, so I had to mute. Um, yeah, uh, he hits an axe kick on Kane, uh, and then he hits a spin Rooney yeah. in the rubble. It's a rubble. Spin Rooney's always a glorious. Yeah. Yes. Um, sorry, I, I kind of I, I don't have that many. Oh well, yeah, it's fine. Movies. I don't know. A lot yeah. happens. Yeah. Uh, number twenty five is uh, Lord Tensai. <laughs> was so hairy, bro. I knew he uh, always was hairy when he was A Train, but I didn't remember how hairy he was. Yeah. Do you know that A Train holds the record for most rumbles without really? an elimination? I don't know how many. I don't know how many it is. I just heard that stat the other day. He is, he is, uh, he has never had an elimination in a rumble. And think about how many rumbles he's been in as oh. Albert, as Tensai. As I thought he was the favorite. I thought he was a favorite because he's big. <laughs> well, listen. Yeah. How's anybody no, luckily, gonna eliminate him? You know, I didn't hear that uh, on commentary. When they were like during this rumble, I didn't hear anybody say like, "Oh, he's big." You know, he's one of the favorites. Yeah, probably because Big Show wasn't in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you know, they probably would have said it with Kane if there wasn't mm-hmm. already a storyline with him in RVD. You know, but um, uh, all right. So A Train, um, then uh, uh, yeah, A Train holds record for most rumbles without an elimination. Uh, then Shawn Michaels comes back to attack Y2J and fights off Hardy and Cena. Um, then Y2J gets eliminated by test after he's been distracted mm. by uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, uh, Jericho and HBK brawl, uh, obviously setting up their match mm. at WrestleMania 19. Um, then at number 26, yes. do you want to tell, do you yeah, want to so tell I us who number 26 Dude, is? So hype. Number 26 was Maven, my favorite wrestler of all time. No, he's not my favorite. Yeah. But he's not my favorite, but he's uh it's Maven. I'm a Maven a ma- Mark, bro. What Maven can I say? <laughs> I'm a Mark for Maven. <laughs> you know, on my on my notes here I have Maven with three exclamation yeah, exactly. points and underlined twice. I mean, so no. Exactly. So then I wrote Maven attacks Cena and Kane, and then Kane yeah. immediately unloads on Maven. <laughs> Uh, number twenty-seven, we get Gold Dust. Um, I said Gold Dust has farty pyro. Because like when he comes out, it goes. Yeah, and he also pew, was not um, pew. Uh, in the match very long. No, he was not. Um, I also wrote uh, Gold Dust and HBK are the only two superstars in WWE to have competed in a Royal Rumble in the eighties, nineties, two thousands, and twenty ten. Still. T- Time to uh, there's still time so to uh, do 2020s. I I, I don't see yeah, Dustin exactly. I, I, back to WWE. <laughs> no, I could totally see him in like 2027 or something oh, being I a surprise entrant in a run. I don't even see it. I could totally see it happen. Uh, then Goldust is Im- uh, immediately yeah. eliminated by Charlie Haas. Um. Then right after that, Booker T gets eliminated by Haas yeah, and Benjamin. I was Haas like, what Benjamin. the hell? And then Jerry Lawler was like, uh, I changed my pick. Haas and Benjamin. He's like, two people can't win. And, J- and Jerry Lawler's like, yeah, they can. <laughs> <laughs> Just glossing over it. Sure they can. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, number 28 comes out 
And this was this was his coming out party, dude. This, Batista. This, I forgot how shitty Batista's theme used to be before he got the fuck. Was it the the one? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was. I think it was. I think it was like his original theme was like an offshoot of yeah. the evolution theme. But this theme or was something just, like obviously that. this theme was "I Walk Alone," but before "I Walk Alone" became a good song, you know. Yeah, um, and then I put Batista looks really young. And what do you think uh, about Batista with gloves? Eh, it looked normal. I've I think it looked normal. Batista, yeah, it made him look like an well, MMA. He did fighter. do MMA after uh, afterwards. Uh, yeah, I I said test almost immediately yeah. breaks Batista's neck. Like he he that was a scary looking. I think it was like a suplex or like a. Uh, like a like a sidewalk slam that just mm-hmm. like he landed awkwardly or something like that, but like te- it looked mm-hmm. like Test almost necked Batista. Um, uh, then Test gets eliminated by Batista, and Rikishi gets eliminated by Batista. Um, and then number twenty nine, we have the Beast, Brock Lesnar. Um, he comes out. He gets a pretty good pop. Uh, JR with great info, uh, informing us that he and mm-hmm. Benjamin used to be teammates. In OBW. Um, which, yeah, well, no, also, oh, I think they? in uh, oh, college too. Know. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're, that's why they're, um, mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty good friends. Um, and, uh, so that was, that was actually really good. I miss, mm-hmm. I miss like little stuff like that, you know, like, knowing a little bit about like wrestlers before they were wrestlers, you know, um, Brock Lesnar then eliminates team angle and Matt Hardy. And did you notice, uh, a train broke <laughs> kicking Batista? That was funny. Um, so then, uh, finally we've made it to number 30. A crowd counts down and Jr. Yeah. Jr. Like- it. Because it was, was supposed it? to be a surprise was under return. See, so yeah, as somebody who didn't watch the build up to this show, like the other sh- the SmackDown and Raw and whatnot, I was led to believe that this was just something they announced because Jr. said, uh, "You want to take a guess?" Like sarcastically, you know. Yeah, you will know because they. I think I remember them saying that he had gotten injured by somebody. Like uh-huh. it was like a storyline injury. Um, he was probably just well, he was probably time off or something like that. But a real injury, to be honest. I'm pretty sure they said, yeah, especially yeah, because uh, his he's body sh- is not even even an oath. Yeah, his, 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 his body is probably injuries. broken down. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, we haven't even said his name. Number thirty was I thought big you were evil big. booger red. <laughs> picky big evil booger red uh yeah american badass undertaker God, his, entrance is, his entrance is awesome Are you uh excited you know? yeah i love that theme yeah you it wasn't it, it wasn't um, i like that theme better than yeah. Roland. yeah honest i don't know i feel Roland. like it just uh, Roland's I, I a good theme but like i don't know something about this one just really gets you like yeah exactly screams american badass undertaker yeah, and and my favorite uh, moment in that song, favorite line, 
bad asses always yeah. kicking assholes ass. Oh, that's a great song. Fucking love that line. Yes, there's American Badass Undertaker. Um, he rides in on his motorcycle and he almost eats shit when he's trying to come into the ring. Imagine, imagine the the just the memes yeah. if Undertaker hadn't have saved himself. It just like uh. that would just sort of ruined the character, you know. Um, luckily, this is back when like the internet wasn't huge, but this would have been you know, it been, we, it been it would have been it would have been uncovered eventually and. Yeah. Um, all right. And that, now things start to really pick up. Uh, John Cena gets eliminated by The Undertaker. Jamal gets eliminated by The Undertaker. Maven oh, yeah. Gets they choke did a back, though, and eliminated, eliminated by The Undertaker. Undertaker in the previous Rumble and with that drop kick. So prior. Maven tries the same yes. exact drop kick and he just assumes he eliminated him. So he turns his back and he's like, hell yeah, I did it again. And he turns around and he gets his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. a little sad to Were see, Maven, sad get to see Maven get eliminated. Not gonna lie, Chief. And Maven didn't even eliminate anybody, so that's a yeah. shame. Yeah. Um, and then I put uh, Kane then chokes Lands Lesnar. Uh, RVD and Kane work together to uh, eliminate A Train. And then Kane turns right on uh, on RVD mm-hmm. and tosses him right out. I was like. In, in, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it. You kind of got to take the opportunity when you can. But I don't know. I feel like if Kane and RVD had teamed up, like, obviously, you know, it, it right. wasn't going to be Kane or RVD. But, you know, if they had teamed up and then, like, gone at it, you know, and that, mm-hmm. that, that always happens with the tag, tag teams. They always, like, do that instead of, like, doing the smart thing and teaming up until the very end. Um, but, uh, uh, Taker and Brock stare each other down. They do that a couple times, actually. Um, and Batista and Kane blindside Lesnar and Taker. Oh, yeah. By the way, we're down to our final four here um, with uh, Batista, Kane, Lesnar, and Undertaker. Uh, Batista and Kane blindside Lesnar and Taker. A spine buster to Taker from Batista. Uh, and then I actually wrote, did we ever get Lesnar um, versus Batista? I don't think so. That would have been an interesting match. Um, uh, there's an F5 to Kane. Lesnar and Taker brawl a little bit. Uh, Taker hits a tombstone on Lesnar. And then uh, Undertaker just turns around <laughs> and eliminates Batista willy-nilly. Like, and then he does... Yeah. And then Kane and Taker tease a team up, but then Kane's eliminated by The Undertaker. Um, I also thought, like... I don't know. I feel like right. Kane and Batista just kind of went out like bitches you know like they, there was really like uh, you know i kind of expected more mm-hmm. uh, especially because they were the last two representatives from raw um so obviously now we know that there's a going to be a smackdown champion mm-hmm. or sorry royal rumble winner um and then uh batista attack tries to attack taker with a chair um and then uh but i think yeah, taker takes him back or, like takes him away from him and, over and then the hits and... hits yeah, but then that was just enough time uh, for uh, Brock Lesnar to take advantage of a distracted Undertaker and throw him over the top rope to win the 2003 Royal yeah. Rumble. Brock Lesnar is going Fucking to WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar, how about that? Brock Lesnar. All right, um, I am actually You're going to... Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, um, so... 
Uh, I got a few stats here. I want to see if I can if your guesses are correct here. Um, uh, all right. So who do you think had the most eliminations in this Royal Rumble? Um. Uh. Well, Jericho was in it for fucking forever, so I'm gonna say him. Chris Jericho, your final answer? Yeah. You're correct. It was fine. Uh, Chris Jericho with six eliminations. Mm. Uh, do you know who uh, lasted the longest in this rumble? Uh, it was Jericho. <laughs> Chris Jericho, yes. He lasted 39 minutes. Uh, do you uh, know who lasted the shortest in this Royal Rumble? Um, uh, B squared, because he was he legit got tossed out like a sec, like fucking, I don't even know. B squared is correct, and he lasted 28 seconds. Mm. Um, We're a loser. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, I think Goldust was only at like 47 seconds, so mm-hmm. it was it was close, but uh, uh, there's that. Um, that's pretty much all the uh, shit that I have uh, in terms of uh, stats. You know, stats. Uh, keep it short and sweet. Uh, so what were your overall thoughts on the show? It was an enjoyable show because some of the shows that we reviewed kind of had like more than one or two things that matches exact specifically that I really did not give a shit about. Mm-hmm. But this one, there was only four matches other than the rumble. And uh, one of them was amazing. And the other yeah, story really was very good. Yeah. I think <laughs> that was actually five matches. Cause I forgot about big show and Brock Lesnar. Cause that was quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, and the Rumble, you know, Rumble was good. Um, it wasn't incredible or anything, but it was fun, and it was fun seeing Maven in there. <laughs> yeah, I also felt like th- this Rumble went pretty quickly, you know? Yeah, it was one of the quicker Rumbles. Sometimes Rumbles can last really long, Yeah, but uh, this one was uh, this one was actually one of the quicker ones, and uh, got the job done, you know. They established Lesnar as uh, well. He had already won the world title before, yeah. but he, he was still... he was he had arrived by this point, right? Exactly. So he was coming back and to win the title, and because the story was that Angle was like, "I will, I'm open to facing any challenger except for Brock Lesnar," but then Brock had to earn his way back, yeah, and then he actually did. So, yep. Um, simple there, simple storyline there. It was simple and clean. Yeah, um, exactly. All right, now uh, I want to say that I really did enjoy this. This was, the, you know, I the only thing that like I could say that made this less enjoyable for me was the fact that we we were kind of on a time crunch with this um, because yeah. you know we we had you know chosen to do this show before the rumble, um, you know, and we obviously have different schedules sometimes. So that's the only mm-hmm. thing. And I had to watch it pretty much in all in one sitting, except for that 30 minute break that I took uh, after the Benoit angle match, just to just you know, refresh because it was such an amazing match. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, with Royal rumble 2003 behind us, our next pay-per-view will be Armageddon 2000. I promise. Um, <laughs> however, uh, we would like uh, before we go, Teeves, would you like to talk about Royal Rumble 2021? Well, and, yeah. I, and see I, maybe what, what you think is going to happen. 
Well, I don't want to. I don't want to predict the whole card because. Well, yes, yeah. Let's only I talk mean, about the, Rumble, mean, it, the Rumble matches. Yeah, yeah. If you really want to, we can. But I was just going to predict. I was going to give. We were going to give our thoughts on the Rumble this Sunday, twenty twenty one Rumble, and um, uh, I think this this Rumble was like the perfect uh, Rumble that we got because I I'm genuinely predicting that I think Lesnar is going to come return to WWE and win the Rumble this Sunday. Um, and I think they're going to do, I think they're going to do McIntyre versus, uh, Lesnar at WrestleMania for the title. Mm. You know, I I was, uh, you did a very good job of convincing me of that. Um, however, I just, I keep thinking that they're going to put that, like give that rumble, especially a rumble in a year that's really a down year, you know? Um, in terms of, you know, with all the COVID stuff, not a lot of people, you know, yeah, business isn't doing very great. Um, mm. I think they're going to use this opportunity to put that notch underneath Daniel Bryan's belt. Um, you know, because it's, it's, I feel like it's the easy thing to do. Um, because isn't it kind of, wouldn't it be kind of funny to have Daniel Bryan versus, uh, Roman Reigns and, and here's the thing they've, kept brian away from reigns for the most part mm-hmm. you know which leads me to believe that that's the plan you know yeah because they don't they don't want to give us because if that wasn't the plan to me they i feel like that they would like just be like oh yeah, they would have thrown daniel bryan into the title picture to Royal rumble right you know um because you know obviously like you said you don't want to see owens versus reigns again yeah you know? i don't really care about owens versus reigns like i know um, he's gonna win We've already seen it, so whatever. But yeah, I think I think we're going to see Daniel Bryan finally get over that hump, Um, win the Royal Rumble that he was, and then they have a great they have a great storyline. You know, they could go about like the Royal Rumble in 2015 or whatever because you know, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So I I do think we're going to get Bryan Reigns. Um, I hope that we get Bryan Reigns that Daniel Bryan wins over Brock Lesnar. But you do make a very compelling argument for that. Yeah. Um, Even with the Goldberg stuff, I don't see... I don't know. At first, I, I originally thought it would be hilarious if McIntyre loses to Goldberg in the title match at the Rumble. And then Miz, Miz cashes in on Goldberg, and then that somehow sets up some bullshit. I think I think now McIntyre is just going to uh, win against Goldberg. And some sometime, Miz is going to fail his cash in because i don't see him beating lesnar if, or mcintyre what about uh uh miz uh cashes in on daniel bryan yeah that's a good point that could happen yeah you're right that could very well happen you're right because because you know the the miz and daniel bryan have always been you know yeah at each other's throats right I mean, on, honestly the best you know what fantasy booking right now Brian beats Reigns and then Miz cashes in. Uh huh. Or Miz cashes in and makes it a triple threat, like Seth Rollins did, and pins Daniel Bryan to keep Roman strong. Oh, see, there you go. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? I can't wait because I I love seeing how Money in the Bank unfolds. Unfortunately, they've done a shit job with Money in the Bank the last couple of years. Yeah. But exactly. Oh, well. So that's uh, what about the women, though? Who's going to win the women's Rumble? You know what? I just uh, like you do like is you know what you go first because the, 
talk about your uh, logic with okay. uh, Charlotte because yeah. you make a very compelling argument with her well, too. Uh, my original three were, I think, I thought it was down to three people. One of them less than the other two. I thought it was between Alexa, Charlotte, and Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville just kind of as a dark horse pick just because maybe, maybe if they have some balls, they'll have her win it just because... She's got like, you know, she's returned and she hasn't wrestled and we don't know what's going on with her and maybe they'll make a new star, right? You never know, right? I, I don't think that's going to happen, but you never know, right? It's just kind of a dark horse pick. Alexa, because yeah. I feel like Alexa has been, I don't know. I just feel like, I just have a gut feeling that they might do it with Alexa and because she's kind of featured prominently as one of the main things on Raw, being yeah. with Fiend and everything. And, um... Uh, but with Charlotte, um, my, my, my thing with Charlotte is that she's tag team champions with Oscar right now, women's tag team champions with Oscar right now. And Oscar's the, still the raw women's champion. And, uh, I could easily see them. I don't know if they'll do it, but I could easily see them going. Charlotte wins the rumble. She feuds with Oscar because, you know, they're already tag champions. I mean, come on. The only reason Charlotte's tag champions with Asuka is so that she can just get started with Asuka, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that sets up that feud, right? That's an easy feud because then they don't like each other and then they're going to lose the tag titles to somebody, whoever, you know, whoever it may be. And then face each other at Mania, maybe, you know? So yeah. that's my now, logic. Um, here's, I have a couple of, uh, like, people who I'm, you know, I can think of. Um, Alexa Bliss first comes to mind. Uh, the only reason I don't think she wins, and because like she was originally my, like, she has to win pick, you know? But then I thought about it, and I was like, she's kind of above women's Royal Rumble right now. Yeah. like She's doing the she shit with Randy Orton. Yeah. And she doesn't need it. Like... Mm-hmm. Yes, it'd be cool to see Alexa, you know, Fiend Alexa or whoever it is, you know, win the Royal Rumble. But that's not something she needs to be a star. She's already a star. Um, she doesn't need that push. She at any point she could win the she could feud with Oscar for the women's title, and I believe it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the next person uh, you made a compelling argument with for Charlotte, but I don't think with how small or like how little sample size we have for women's uh, Royal Rumble that they want to do a repeat winner yet. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, obviously it's Charlotte. So you never know Um, my dark horse candidate is Bailey. Really? Um, Because it totally makes sense because, you know, the whole thing with her and Sasha and, Sasha's the face. So if it was Sasha was like a heel, I would totally uh, like think about Bianca Belair um, or, you know, somebody else. Um, but the, yeah, I keep coming back to Bailey mm-hmm. um, because I could totally see them having Bailey lose to B- Bianca, uh, you know, in a feud or, you know, you know, they take a visual loss to Bianca have Bailey win the rumble Bailey beats Sasha and Bianca has a, uh, an in for a title match with Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, that, that, that's probably my final prediction is Bailey. Um, because not only that, you know, four horse women, you know, the four horse women usually get better, you know, you know, cause think about it. Two of the four horse women have won the, the Royal rumble right. already. So, you know, Sasha's not in it, so she can't win it, you know? So, and there's no way that Sasha's losing to Carmella. Can I, so. can I give you another, um, um, dark horse? Yeah. Tamina. <laughs> Mama Tamina. <laughs> it's Tamina time, bro. Yeah. I'm fucking hyped for Tamina. <laughs> what about, what about Shayna Baszler? Do you think that nah, ship sailed? No, Shayna's not going to win it. No way. She had her yeah. chance, and uh, she didn't. It's not that she blew; it's just, it's just she's already, you know, had her yeah. time as the in, in one of the main things, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't think I, I think I think final answer. I think I I honestly think Charlotte wins it, dude. I don't know. It just makes too much yeah. sense for me, and I don't see. I don't see Bailey winning. Yeah. I think they've already done. I think they've already done Sasha and Bailey and. Uh, Bailey's feuding with uh, Bianca right now, and I don't know. Maybe who knows? Who knows? So your your final predictions are Brock Lesnar and Charlotte. Yeah, two two people I don't want to win it, by the way. But yeah, I'm going with Daniel Bryan and Bailey. Uh, well, so... I, I hope it's I hope it's the what you said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us on this very very long episode. I knew this was going to be a long episode because it was a rumble. Right. So uh, uh, thank you for joining us and listening to our long-winded over two-hour episode of uh, the Fortune Tellers podcast, episode five, Royal Rumble 2003. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the Royal Rumble 2021. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, pay-per-view. And I, what I do want to say is uh, if you do have the chance, go back and watch the Benoit and Angle match if you have not watched it. It is a wondrous watch. Um Anything else you want to plug before we uh, we hit the hay here? Um, yeah, um, if you can invest in AMC and GameStop and um, uh, uh, don't sell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Mm, goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Fortune Tellers Wrestling Podcast. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at at PodTellers, and please think about subscribing. And thank you. Have a wonderful day.